This is The Wrap, episode number 29, a weekly show recapping the highlights and fun movie news from the past week. Today is Friday, May 10th, 2013. I'm your host, TJ. And this week is chock full of Star Trek news. Apparently, this film is going to be a big deal. But before I get to that, uh, let's talk about how the box office uh, shook down what was the top spot last weekend. That was, of course, Iron Man 3. The budget was $200 million. It brought in $175.3 million on its first weekend domestically. That's unfathomable. I, I can't even understand that. It had already been open foreign in foreign markets and uh, has already brought in a total of $504.8 million. So the total right now, uh, or as of last weekend, is $680 million worldwide. That's incredible. This is going to, I don't know if it's going to reach the Avengers or not, but it's certainly on track uh, to do the same kind of thing. I enjoyed Iron Man 3. I liked it. Well, I'm having a hard time deciding whether I liked it better than the first one or a little less, but it's on the same kind of uh, plane. I didn't like Iron Man 2 as much, so uh, take that as you will. I enjoyed it, and I recommend the film. Number two was Pain and Gain on a budget of $26 million. The total uh, for last weekend was $7.6 million uh, domestic weekend gross, making the total now brought up to $33.9 million. And it's week number two for this film. Uh, this film just holds no interest for me, and I don't really care. Number three was 42. It's good to see that film is still on the charts, even though it's not an action film by any stretch of the imagination. The budget was $40 million. Uh, the totals uh, for last weekend it brought in $6.2 million, and the total now uh, is uh, sitting at 78.3 uh, complete total gross, and it's week number four for that film. So even though it had some pretty stiff competition uh, with Iron Man, it did quite well, and it's a great film, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Number four was Oblivion. I'm still disappointed. I'm disappointed that it couldn't do better, that it couldn't beat out Pain and Gain. I don't know, but you know, it's going up against Iron Man, so take that as you will. The it's not a, it's not a failure by any stretch of the imagination. The budget was 120 million. The worldwide total is currently 222.8 million. This is week number three for Oblivion. Number five, still on the charts. Week number seven is The Crudes. Its worldwide total is now 517 million. Smashing success. I wish I had time to see this film. I've just got so much going on that it's it's hard. I do want to get out and see this film, but it's looking like I'm not going to get to see it in theaters. Although it's certainly not going anywhere if it uh, if it keeps doing this well. So, uh, but that said, its its run is almost over. Number six was the big wedding. Number seven was mud, and number eight still in the box office. Oz the Great and Powerful. Week number nine. Uh, brought in 1.8 million weekend gross, and uh, the current worldwide total is 484.8 million. That's that's not bad, and it was a decent film. So, those are your top eight from last weekend. On Monday, I posted a link. Damon Lindelof speaks of Star Trek Three. Here's a couple of quotes from him uh, via Ben Mortimer of Hey You Guys. So he says, even while we were working on the first movie, I think we had plans for the second one. Another quote is, you should always know where you've been. You should always know where you are, but most importantly, and I learned this from Lost, <laughs> you should know where you're going. And yet another quote, you can never see enough Klingons. And I think in this film, we've given the audience a little taste, but there's also a promise that there is a larger conflict on the horizon, and that would be fun to see. Draw your own conclusions, my friend. I confirm nothing and deny all. Well, I will draw my own conclusions, and those are that we'll see more Klingons in the next film. In what way they might be involved, well, will likely be tied to whatever happens in Star Trek Into Darkness. And I'm sure I'm going to have more to say about that when the film comes out. So this link is in the show notes. 
Men in Black 4 is in development. Uh, this comes from Jeff Snyder via therap.com. And how dare they steal the name that I've named this very podcast that you're listening to. <laughs> but in any event, um, Jeff Snyder reports that Men in Black 4 is in development by Sony, Sony Pictures. They have quietly started development of the new chapter in the Men in Black franchise. Tapping Oren Uziel, uh, I don't know exactly how to pronounce that name, but he wrote something called The Kitchen Sink to write Men in Black 4. You know, I liked Men in Bl- I like the Men in Black series, and while uh, it's it's uh, worrisome that they might run into franchise fatigue, yet I'm kind of looking forward to see what they do because Men in Black Three was a pretty solid installment in the Men in Black universe, and it's you know it's not a serious franchise, and so you can go for a little silliness and you can kind of have fun with it. And anytime you can get Tommy Lee Jones' dry humor and Will Smith's over the top uh, complete humor. You know, that, that's always fun. So, Men in Black 4. All right, Man of Steel TV spot number three. This is an interesting one. I posted this on Tuesday because normally TV spots are kind of a remix of the theatrical trailers with stuff you've already seen, placed in different orders, maybe told a little bit differently, but you've still already seen it all. That's not the case with this TV spot. Uh, Man, of, Man of Steel is breaking more rules than just the color of Perry White's skin, as I wrote, uh, because this TV spot breaks the remix rule, too. Um, you'll definitely want to check out this film. It's got some great uh, shots uh, like General Zod's uh, space landing on what I'm assuming is Earth, uh, space, his spaceship landing on what is looks like Earth. And a couple of shots later, it looks like that same spaceship is firing some sort of white laser beam down at the city, uh, at a big city on Earth. I'm uh, presuming that's Metropolis. And Supes is very angry about something. And it looks like he's doing some rescuing of Lois, of course. It wouldn't be Superman if he wasn't. This film comes out on June 14th, which can't get here soon enough. Check out that trailer in the show notes. All right, Man of Steel trailer music has been released. Joe and I talked about this on the Movie Byte podcast, episode uh, 43, and we also had a little bit of discussion of music in general and John Williams on episode 42 with Dan Benjamin. So check out both of those podcasts if you want to hear more of discussion on that. Uh, I'll just say briefly that this music, while it sounds great in some ways, it doesn't feel very superman It doesn't feel like there's a theme there that I can latch on to and, and hang on to and, and figure out. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I do like Hans Zimmer generally, and I think he writes great stuff. So we'll see how this goes. Mission Impossible 5 is in development. Uh, Ethan Hunt has accepted another mission. Paramount Pictures and Skydance Productions has set Tom Cruise in a deal to star in and produce the fifth installment of the Mission Impossible franchise. Both Paramount and Skydance have confirmed this, but they are not saying who's writing and directing. That comes from Mike Fleming Jr. of Deadline. So there you have it. Mission Impossible 5 is on the way. And this feels a little bit like franchise fatigue. Uh, we'll see. Uh, one of my most popular articles this week, I call it Spock versus Spock. This is a um, an ad for Audi. Uh, the car maker, but you know it's kind of silly, but it's pretty fun. It's got Leonard Nimoy and Zachary Quinto in a in a video called the Challenge, is what they called it. Um, and despite the silliness, you know, uh, you you got to get up pretty early in the morning to beat Spock Prime, as Zachary Quinto finds out. So check this out. This is pretty awesome. Uh, it, it's it's a great ad. Star Trek Into Darkness opens one day earlier, as reported by uh, Jermaine Lucier of SlashFilm.com. J.J. Abrams' new Star Trek movie is coming sooner than you expected. Paramount has moved the wide opening of Star Trek Into Darkness up one day from May 17th to Thursday, May 16th. Iron Man theaters, (laughs) Iron Man, IMAX theaters will still open the film on May the 15th, however. 
And that's what I'm seeing. And I'm seeing the film on May the 15th. Uh, I believe I have an 8 o'clock showtime at my local IMAX theater in Nashville. So I'm looking forward greatly to that. I hate that I have to see it in 3D the first time. I'd rather just see it in 2D. But IMAX showings, uh, this IMAX showing is in 3D on May the 15th. So that's what I'll be seeing it in, and I will let you know what I think about the film. Speaking of Star Trek, as I said, there's lots of Star Trek news going on this past week. The Star Trek 2009 Honest Trailer. Um, this is one of the best Honest Trailers I've ever seen. Uh, there's not a lot of crass stuff in it, and yet it's it, it kind of hits the nail on the head. It's a little too close to home for us Trek fans. Uh, you know, if you're like me and you have a love-hate relationship with J.J.'s uh, Star Trek film from 2009, I really think you're going to like this. And uh, it, it arrives just in time, seeing how Star Trek Into Darkness comes out next week. So check out the Honest Trailer for Star Trek 2009. This week, we got the Ender's Game teaser trailer. I must say it looks fairly interesting, and I'm not familiar with the source material, so I, um, I'm maybe not the one to talk to about this. And I've heard some disappointment around the internet about it, but the trailer looks interesting to me, and that's me not knowing anything about the source material. Stars uh, Harrison Ford and uh, Asa Butterfield. Um, check out the trailer. It's worth checking out. Now, this week, I posted my Iron Man 3 review. I gave it four of five stars. I did like it. I like the character development of Tony Stark. I did wish that the film had a little more uh, for Pepper Potts to do, and I wish it had a little bit better characterization of the villains. But that aside, it's a solid, solid film, uh, worthy of the Marvel franchise, of, of a successor to the Avengers, or a film coming after the Avengers set in the same universe. Definitely worthy of that. Uh, so check out my review. And then uh, we also talked about it on the Movie Byte podcast episode 43. As I already mentioned in passing earlier, uh, that that episode was a lot of fun to discuss a few things with Joe, uh, You know, obviously including Iron Man 3, but we talked about his experience viewing the film at uh, something called the Cinebistro. Uh, it was pretty fun, and uh, we gave some thoughts on the Man of Steel trailer music, uh, Stingy Marvel and High Dollar Actors, The Last Reel to Reel at an art house film house and uh, the white house down trailer and things like that so check out episode 43 of the movie bite podcast that was a lot of fun this week on thursday i posted a link to robert redford spoiling just a little bit captain america 2 i am going to give a spoiler right here right now you have been warned uh he is apparently according to him playing a villain in the upcoming captain america 2 so that's kind of interesting um you know not to me not a huge spoiler but a little bit of a spoiler depending on how you look at these things so that article is in the show notes uh mark hamill likes jar jar binks and the prequels oh my goodness uh dude uh joe cunningham on the playlist reports on the three movies that made him famous hamill spoke with the tongue firmly in cheek about return of the jedi in particular regarding the twist at the end of the tale that leia is actually luke's sister hamill suggested as an alternative why not have Boba Fett remove his helmet, shake out some beautiful hair, and holy cow, it's mom. She's been a double agent all these years. Eh, you know, <laughs> that's a little weird if you ask me. I hope they don't let him make any suggestions or additions to the canon. Uh, but then more importantly, he also defended the changes that George Lucas has made to the films over the years in various special editions. He did say that his son... Uh, his son was not in favor of the changes, and he wondered just how much it mattered. You know, Greedo, Greedo shoots first, so what? And, uh, you know, that makes some of us fanboys just a little bit upset and uh, <laughs> a little bit ragey, you know, going to turn into the Hulk here. Uh, and then he goes on to say that uh, Jar Jar was supposed to be irritating. Uh, he irritated the other characters in the movie. So uh, he, he kind of liked Jar Jar, but he did say that, uh, mention the need to balance the practical effects with the CGI, with which I wholeheartedly agree. 
So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. And, you know, hopefully Mark Hamill hasn't made too many people too angry over this. All right. And then the last thing I posted this morning was Michael Giacchino uh, premieres music for Star Trek Into Darkness on uh, Movies on the Radio, WQRX, uh, a show. I've posted the audio to that on uh, Movie Byte. You can get that link in the show notes. And uh, I haven't listened to it all yet. I'm going to listen to it today as I'm driving uh, to uh, the, the job that I'm doing today. But, uh, you know, from what I've heard so far, I've listened about the first five minutes. Pretty, pretty fun uh, talking with Michael Giacchino about the music and hearing some of the music from Star Trek Into Darkness. Always fun. Check that out. And finally, before we wrap things up this week, let's talk about what you might want to see in the theaters this week. This week, obviously, the big opening uh, is The Great Gatsby. You know, I, I saw that film last night. I had seen a couple weeks ago the 1974 version with Robert Redford, and I didn't like that film at all. It lacked good storytelling. The, the editing was inept. It had poor morals. It upheld bad people as heroes. Much more that I hated about that film. Really hated that. So on the one hand, uh, you know, I'm happy to report that uh, Boz Lerman's The Great Gatsby does not suffer from many of those problems. Uh, I enjoyed it on a technical level. I enjoyed it on a storytelling level. The uh, boy, the style stylistically, I loved it and I loved the editing, loved, loved the storytelling, loved all that stuff. And, you know, I thought it was well cast, too. I really liked uh, DiCaprio as Gatsby much better than Robert Redford. Carrie Mulligan as Daisy Buchanan was far better uh, Toby Maguire, I thought was a perfect choice. I know many people don't like Toby Maguire, and so they're going to take issue with that. I like Toby Maguire in this film, uh, so I'll take that as you will. But I did still find issues with the story. Uh, you know what it implicitly upholds is troubling, as I wrote in this uh, piece on what's new this weekend. Um, I'm not trying. I'm not saying that the film needs to be preachy, but I didn't care for the. For the morality that this film espouses, um, you know, that it's okay for Gatsby to be stealing another man's wife. I don't care what relationship he had with Daisy before. It's not okay. And what Gatsby did was not okay. And the film implicitly okay, it says that's okay, that Gatsby was a good guy. And I'm, I'm not okay with that. So on that level, I didn't like the film. Therefore, I only give it three of five stars. Still, at the same time, it's hard. it would be hard for me not to recommend seeing it just based on just how awesome this film looks stylistically the uh the, the storytelling and all that so if you go into the film knowing that the the position that it espouses i think you could still go see it that's fine with me i i love the film on many levels even though i only gave it three or five stars still in theaters iron man 3 pain and gain 42 oblivion the crudes and gi joe retaliation for more on how i feel about those films be sure to see my article what to see weekend of may 10th 2013 that is in the show notes well, that's all for this week. You can find the links for all these goodies in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash therap slash 29. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter at TJDraperPro or on Facebook, facebook.com slash TJDraper. You can also follow MovieByte on Twitter to stay up to date at MovieByte. And you can like MovieByte on Facebook, facebook.com slash MovieByte. And make sure you visit the website where I will keep you up to date every weekday at moviebyte.com. And that's it. Thanks for listening. I hope you have an awesome weekend.